Welcome to the Marriage Puzzle Podcast with Julie and Thomas Hobby. We are marriage coaches who help couples with pain points about money, intimacy, and communication go from being overwhelmed to being secure in their marriage. If this is your first time listening to us, thanks for checking out our podcast. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a rating and a review. Let's dive into this episode. Hey everyone, when Thomas and I started this podcast last summer, over a year ago, we wanted to pick a niche of what we could talk about. Yes, we were going to talk about lots of things that happen in marriage, just like a puzzle, right? We, you turn over different puzzle pieces, not sure what to um, expect or how to navigate, find, figuring out where that fits into life. But um, we wanted to hone in on kind of a specialty and we haven't picked just one yet, but but three. And we love talking about money, sex, and communication because just like last week, Thomas explained that we kind of picture it as like a three-legged stool, that marriage stands on those three, mar- money, sex, and communication. And um, so this week, we're going to be talking about sex. And we don't hold back from that because if you have a lack of sex or lack of enough sex in in your marriage, it's going to drive a wedge between you and your spouse. And if you take away that leg of the stool, if you will, it's going to get wobbly. Yeah, totally. And when you got married, you probably in your wedding vows, somewhere in there, basically made a covenant with your spouse um, that you would only be with one another physically and mentally um, and not go be with other people. And, um, the, the problem is, is a lot of times that can be like when you first start dating someone, you first start dating someone, you're showing them your best self to try and make sure they stay interested in you. And then, uh, you know, that kind of fades away once you get married, you know, they're kind of stuck with you at that point, (laughs) if you will. Um, although we've said plenty of times on this podcast, they are choosing to be with you every single day still. Well, you get comfortable. Comfortable is a great word for it. And so I think that that can happen in the sex area of people's marriage too, um, because you have to continue uh, to make effort in order to value the commitment your spouse made to you. Let me say that again. You have to continue to make effort to value the commitment that your spouse made to you in this area of your marriage. Um, You can't lock them down to you by marrying them and then be like, oh, cool, we're done. We don't have to, you know, have sex anymore. Um, and you can't not provide that intimacy to, to them at that point. And that might work if there weren't any temptations in the world. But, you True. know, it's like, okay, you you made that covenant. You vow that, you know, you probably have these unsaid agreements. But, you know, everyone knows in a, in a good marriage, you're, you're not going to be looking at pornography. You're not going to be flirting with other um, people of the opposite sex and or anyone <laughs> other right. than your spouse. And yet we're just like said comfortable. And it's like, well, cool. we don't have to have the intimacy that you probably felt like you were saying going back to dating, like you were excited and you were passionate and you couldn't wait to get to the marriage bed mm-hmm. because of that physical act mm-hmm. of um, expressing your love. And then we just fall away from that, get comfortable. And yet our world is, you know, pushing other things on us that every day it's a choice, like you said, a, a choice to love and value your spouse. And you need to show them that and bring the sexual intimacy 
back into that relationship so that you're not even thinking about the other things. I just don't think it's fair to be like, don't look at this and don't talk to that person and don't do this, but I'm not going to give that, you know, to you. Right. So I'm going to take it away, right. <laughs> but, but then you, you're going to miss out on this for the rest of your life. Right. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And, and we want to talk about two kind of specific areas that we think this can be this can be a major impact in marriages. Uh, and the first one is the the weaponization of sex. And that's a strong word, but you hear a lot of people talking about, you know, oh, we're we're in a fight, so I'm going to hold out sex from them so that I get my way. And doing that is going to drive a major wedge in between you and your spouse. Because just like you just said a minute ago, you know, there are other temptations out there, but your spouse has made this commitment to you. They're choosing you every day. If you completely cut that off, and I'm not pointing the finger at one side or the other here, it's male or female, female, it's if either one of you does this, then uh, basically that's going to just drive that wedge. And what's going to happen if they can't get it somewhere, Mm -hmm. it's going to force them to go look elsewhere. Mm -hmm. And so you can't weaponize sex in terms of your marriage or an argument to try and have leverage or get your way or anything like that. It's it's going to drive them away. It's going to cause resentment towards you. It's going to really work counterintuitively to the way you think it's actually going to work, you mm. know, to get your way. You may you may win that fight or something like that, but you're going to lose a lot more in that regard. Right. Is it even worth it? (laughs) But it's just such a cliche to throw that around. Um, You know, like it's basically giving that person power that they don't need or or even have in the relationship because it's it's two people entering into this agreement together, this covenant together. And, And don't hear me wrong. I'm not saying that an argument shouldn't be resolved before you get to the makeup part of it. Um, But I'm not, uh, what I am saying is you can't withhold it just to win. We've talked about fighting fair and some other podcasts. So if you haven't heard that, go listen to those because fighting fair is key and it's not necessarily about fighting to win your side of the argument. Um, that's That's not what we should really be going for. We should be fighting for a resolution in our marriage. And so, so I do think that if you're, if you're fighting or in an argument or something, you know, the, the sex is going to happen. The makeup sex is going to come at some point, but you probably need to communicate and focus on resolving the issue first from a, a collective standpoint, not just a, I need to win this fight standpoint in order to get there. So a lot of couples don't have sex or a lack of enough sex because um, that number is going to be different per couple. Mm-hmm. We've been outspoken on previous on a previous episode that we've talked about sex where, you know, our goal of frequency, because I think people want to know that, right? If they do want to talk about sex, then they're going to be like, well, how often is enough? And that's going to be different for everybody's relationship. Um, but I would say... Every couple that we've coached or have talked about this in this uh, subject with, 
everyone needs or wants or desires more sex in their relationship. Um, and so the other part of this is you're talking about not weaponizing sex to win an argument is, is just talking about sex drives because it's not like if both the, if both spouses wanted more sex or desired more sex, then we wouldn't have problems here. Right. It's usually one has a higher sex drive and one has a lower sex drive. And let me actually say from experience that, um, that can change. Um, it's not like the male's always going to have the higher sex drive and the wife's going to have the lower sex drive. We've seen opposite or like I said, in my experience, it can change seasonally hormonal changes. Um, and so one is not wrong or better or worse than the other. Mm -hmm. It's just how we are made, but this is causing problems in marriage because then that means you're automatically not on the same page with your sex drive, but we're telling you to have sex in your marriage. And most likely one of you is like dying for, for more of that and to coming to us, helping, you know, wanting us to fix their sexless marriage. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I, I would say even age can be a factor whether you're both the same age or not like we're virtually the same age <laughs> he's 10 months older so <laughs> right now he's like the year older than yeah. me but what you've got two months that we're the same age yeah. so we're virtually the same age <laughs> <laughs> point proven um, and you know i think just that's where more of a seasonally this can change but if you have a larger age gap between you and your spouse and your marriage you have to take that into consideration too um, not necessarily as an excuse uh, that or that you should use that as an excuse like oh i'm so much older than you i, I have a lower sex drive you know mm -hmm. um, but you just it, you need to know that about each other and and meet each other where you're at um, and i think that basically the the spouse that has the lower sex drive probably needs to have a conversation with the other side um, and say, look, hey, I know you have a higher sex drive than I do, but uh, I, I tend to have a lower sex drive and I just need you to, one of two things, I think this goes one of two ways, either you really just don't want it as frequently, I don't know why, but that's not, I don't come from the lower sex drive side. So, uh, but you, maybe you just don't want it as frequently and you need to talk to your spouse about that because if they want it seven days a week and you want it two days a week, you guys have to find a middle ground that's comfortable for both of you. One can't be lacking and one can't be, um, you know, putting more out there than it, that's going to just drain them. And so you have to have a conversation about frequency and, what is what is acceptable and then the other side of this is that the lower sex drive spouse might uh just not think about it as much right i mean you can yeah, probably speak to this one <laughs> you just put our cards out there on where we are at least in this season because i am postpartum um and so i'm going to use hormones as my excuse but i just said you're not it's not wrong to be the lower sex drive um person but that is the season we're in right now and so we are talking a lot about sex even outside of the bedroom, I would even say like... And outside the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> In our marriage, this is a hot topic because we are always wanting to get better at this. And we have a high frequency goal <laughs> because we've seen the benefits of, you know, being intimate more often, more frequently together than we just kind of click in other areas of our marriage. Um 
but so in a season like right now, what Thomas was just referring to is I've said like, even this week, (laughs) I'm just not thinking about sex. Like, and that can be hurtful toward him. So I have to kind of say it like, I am just not, my drive isn't there, isn't back yet after having a baby. So, um, I'm not like dreaming about (laughs) being intimate, but I'm interested. So I'm not interested in sex maybe, but I'm interested in you. Mm -hmm. So I have to figure out how to, you know, articulate that. And that's why we're communicating a lot. So that's like, Hey, I'm interested in you. So right now you pursue me, like I'm giving you permission. So, you know, we, again, keep referring back to other episodes, but there's been times it's like, I'm like, pursue your husband or or spouse, I guess you pursue them. Like it could be both of you pursuing each other and and taking turns because there are times that Thomas does not like to be the only pursuing (laughs) person when it comes to sex. And so I have to keep that in mind. It's exhausting. Yeah. And it's not fair to you if, if I'd never pursue it, but in this season, and the the changes that we're going through as a family right now, I've had to be open and honest about that and give him and ask him, invite him in, please pursue me because I'm interested in you, even if I'm not thinking about sex. And, and, and you're then, interested in sex. Once you're we're just, getting it's, there. It's just not at the top of your <laughs> yeah. list. Like you have so many other things happening you know, especially because you said, you know, you're postpartum, like we've got a baby in the NICU, you're thinking about him all the time. And how often can you be there with him? You're also pumping and trying to produce milk. And like, so you have a handful of I'm exhausted. Full, extra full-time jobs <laughs> yeah. that just got added onto your plate by having a baby. And so when you say you're just not thinking of it as much, I'm having to retrain myself to not get offended by that, right. but to just say, okay, it's just not at the top of your list. Like there are some other things that are just stealing that priority away, mm-hmm. right or wrong, like not making a judgment on that, but um, that you have to then communicate to me, it's okay to pursue me. It's on my list. Right. It's just not at the top of my list, but I'm open to it. Like we can we can jump to number four on the list and go right. do that, but I may have to pursue you in that regard. So there's so much even in these examples, which we didn't even plan out of like saying all of our real life <laughs> um, situation, but then just, yeah, opening up about it. Just think of like, there's so many takeaways there of there are seasons you need to give your spouse grace mm-hmm. and not like Thomas isn't pounding, a, you know, over my head, like that I'm withholding sex right. from him. I, but also I'm having to be open and honest and saying like, it's not you. It's just all these other things. So giving him permission to pursue me. But then in turn, I can't give him that green light and then go, oh, I'm tired. Or, right. oh, I'm. So we're scheduling it more often now. Mm-hmm. Like if you have to give yourself permission to do that. So then I know when and where and can start looking forward to it. Um, And then that way I'm not like have plans to go to bed and he's pursuing me and I'm like, no, not right now. Like, right then that's just going to have frustration in, in each other. Um, and then I'm not going to bed because we're going to be fighting. <laughs> and then you're not having sex because we're fighting. So that's just a lose-lose. So then we just re- <laughs> rewind this podcast and listen again. Not withhold sex. But <laughs> but yeah, where was it going with that? I'm just saying I heard like giving each other grace in yeah. different seasons, but communicating it so that it's not just I don't get a free pass, I guess is what I'm trying to right. say that you're giving me grace but i too have to meet you 
to meet your needs and say, okay, how can we um, navigate this season or just this ongoing lower sex drive if that's you? And yeah, and, and I was going to just add that hear us correctly in saying that this could be on the male or female side. Yeah, absolutely. In our marriage right now in this season, it's more this direction, um, but it could be different a year from now. Mm-hmm. And so it could be either way. So just kind of insert your own situation into this and give grace to the spouse that needs to have the grace. You know, don't hear that this is a male-female thing and it always goes in this order or anything like that. Uh, put your own situation into it. But I wouldn't say like you have to compromise everything in your marriage, but that is what it takes to have a relationship. Two different people having a relationship together is going to be, you know, compromised. So here earlier we're talking about like how often, you know, should you have sex, but don't swing where we do it once a month and that's good. That's 12 times a year. And I would, even in my season, I'm oh, not thinking about sex. So I would much say worse that you say it that way. That is not good. No. That would even say that I would say that's a sexless marriage. Yeah. Even if you're like, no, we do occasionally. Yeah. Um, and so that's where I would say compromise comes in because talk about frequency with your spouse. If they're like, you know, I want it six, six times a week. Uh, and then I'm over here like, well, I can give you two times a week. Like, can you get it to four <laughs> or three? I, I don't know What's what, yeah, but yeah. I'm just like, whatever one person says this frequent number and this other person says frequent number, you know, it sounds so weird to be saying that and like quantifying it to, to sex, like physical intimacy. But just last week when we were talking about meal planning or budgeting and, and eating out, you can just say, Hey, we eat out five times a week right now. Let's take it down to three times. Right. I'm saying going the opposite way with your sexual frequency with your spouse. Like, hey, what what is our rhythm right now? And that's not going to be a magical number every week and every month. Yeah. Um, especially if you're not scheduling it. But you may not know, actually. And, and if you're on that like once a month type of thing, like if you if it's really infrequent for you, do the opposite of what we said in last week's episode about the, the meal planning. Don't try and scale it back, but try and scale it up to an, a, an achievable level. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can go once from once a month to once a week and then increase it from there. Mm-hmm. Get an achievable level so you're not failing and feeling like, oh, this was too hard. We should just go back to the way it was. Do something that's achievable and build on the momentum. So, um, yeah, I just was going to add one thing that I thought of when you, you and you were trying to explain that when I say I'm not thinking about sex, but I do enjoy it, I guess, like when I, when we do. And it's that's be- good to know. I, well, it's, just- <laughs> I was going to say a lot of, I've just heard a lot of like, you know, if you're infrequent and not enough and it's some of the reason is they don't enjoy it. Right. And I've been there. And so I think like just again, this isn't in our notes, but just a word of advice, like the more you do it, the more you enjoy it or you can teach yourself, you can learn to enjoy it even just by like embrace, like accepting that um, initiation, you mm-hmm. know, and smiling through it or or whatever and so that would be something too is up your frequency but don't then just do it out of duty and just because well they said to up their up our frequency so i got one more in like start trying to learn to enjoy it and then that would just be a natural frequency booster yeah so we want to always try to leave you with some type of takeaway or something that uh, can as oftentimes as possible be actionable that you can do out of an episode and we have one 
takeaway this time, one actionable step this time, and it is go have sex with your spouse. <laughs> go do it. <laughs> what your parents never said to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go um, have sex. But, uh, you know, if you're listening to this together at the same time, then give each other a thumbs up or something and let, let each other know, like, I'm good to go for this, like, right now. Like, make this happen. Um, if you are not listening to it together, if you're, if you're the only one in your marriage that's listening right now, send this episode to your spouse as kind of like a subtle, like, invite mm-hmm. to, you know, when they get to the end of the episode and they hear this, this is their invite to come and join you. If they choose to not listen to it right away, that's on them. You know, you just kind of prod them and say, hey, I really think you should listen to this like by the end of the day mm-hmm. and hear what it has to say. And let, then they'll know that this is like an invite to them to come join you. And so, uh, you know, make it make it fun like that. You know, you can utilize this, this episode in that way to kind of, you know, jumpstart this for you. So go have sex with your spouse. That's your <laughs> takeaway for this episode. Yeah, if that's too hard and you need some tools or tips, I guess, um, you can go to marriagepuzzle.com. On our website has nothing. <laughs> I feel like, where am I going with this? <laughs> nothing There's raunchy. There's no tools or tips like yeah. that there. But <laughs> well, maybe redo this part. But um, <laughs> I was going to point to our, our partnership page because yes. uh, the Intimately Us app um, is a, a partnership with us that you can find on marriagepuzzle.com with our partnerships. And um, that will give some good conversation starters for sex or tips and, and stuff, but still in a um, appropriate yeah. <laughs> manner. Yeah, and uh, our other partner, Romantic Blessings. They yeah. are a uh, uh, in like in the bedroom type of shop, yeah. you know, so you can get you know lingerie and toys and all kinds of fun things but it's a it's a safe place to go look we were talking at the top of this episode like Mm -hmm. to try to provide this for your spouse so that they're not wandering somewhere else to go look this is a safe place to go look for that kind of stuff so check out our website that's where you can find some yeah not to give a a commercial but i just love working with these people um and partnering with them so to expand on that like they have lingerie on their site but with no models so it's a safe place that if we want to spice it up we can look at that together Mm -hmm. and be like what would you like me to have or or vice versa Mm -hmm. instead of just like well this woman i'm not going to show him (laughs) that so um we try to provide tools even our own date night template you know that's not sex but if you need to go have fun with your spouse or uh go do something to start the conversation about sex out of the bedroom um hopefully we're providing um good free tools for you at marriagepuzzle.com and you can also schedule a free discovery call with us from our website there because we do cover sex as one of the topics in our marriage coaching if, if you are interested in that um, and of course you can follow us on social media on facebook and instagram at marriage puzzle we look forward to you joining us next week where together we'll work on marriage one puzzle piece at a time see you later have a good week